Recorded live in the Phantasmo Lounge, high atop the Herbert Flay Building in beautiful Midtown Portsmouth, Virginia, it's Phantasmo After Dark with your host, Rob Floyd, and co-host, Phyllis Floyd. Tonight's topic, Legend of the Seven Golden Vampires. You haven't seen Kung Fu until you've seen the seven brothers and their one sister in action against Dracula. Well, hey, everybody. Welcome back to the old podcast. Hey, Phyllis. Hey, Rob. How are you doing? I'm peachy. How are you? No, you're not. (laughs) (laughs) You just said a minute ago you're not feeling good. Well, I'm not feeling good, but I'm still peachy. As far as anybody listening is concerned, she's peachy. That's right. But anyway, I digress. Just bring a little realism in it, folks. That's right. Uh, <laughs> hey, before we get into the movie tonight, we just got back uh, last weekend. We did MarsCon in Williamsburg. And MarsCon is a convention, a multimedia sci-fi fantasy type convention that's been going on. I think it's 25 we, years. Yeah, like 25 years here in Williamsburg. And I know I've been going since the mid-90s at least. Mm-hmm. We used to do Rocky Horror there. Uh, and then we... Stopped doing that, and then we started doing panels and talking about cult movies and things like that. Much like we do here. Much like like we do here, except live and in person. (laughs) With PowerPoint. (laughs) Yeah. Nice presentation. Yeah, make class up to join a little bit. It's always a lot of fun. Yeah, we had four panels we did this year. Um, If anybody that listens to this was there, thanks for coming. We did uh, one on all all five Phantasm films. Mm Mm-hmm. And to pack that into an hour's worth of time was really something. <laughs> yeah, well, the podcast was longer than that. So. Yeah. <laughs> and then we did uh, Last House on the Left, the original, just a, an in-depth overview of, of that. And that was really kind of cool, talking about the movie and the promotion and the public reception and and behind the scenes and all. That was really kind of, I enjoyed that one. Yeah, I did too. Uh, I mean, I enjoyed all of them, but that one was cool. I got to focus on one movie and not talk an overview. Yeah. Uh, then Saturday night, I did a History of Burlesque. Mm-hmm. Is, is what we presented, and that's another one where we had to pack in 100 years of history <laughs> in an hour's time. <laughs> and again, being ambitious on Sunday, we did uh, an overview of Roger Corman's career in an hour, which actually went over, went was pretty good, because we did, a, everybody knows Roger Corman, so we yeah. didn't have to really go into a lot of detail about him, but talked a little bit about his methods and things, and yeah. uh, people he helped start, and then p- cherry-picked a few movies that important movies in his career and talked about those so. and our favorites. Yeah, and that was kind of cool. Yeah, and then he hosted a burlesque show. Yeah, and then I hosted night. a burlesque show Saturday night, a live show. So that was a, that was a real blast, and uh, the crowd was fantastic. I, I it was great. I couldn't ask for a better reception from that crowd. That was awesome. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. We had a really good weekend, and some of the uh, some of the panels were based on podcast stuff we started, yeah. like Phantasm or whatever. And I think you've done Last House as well. Yeah, but... I did a Last House. So, you know, and if, hey, if you're in that area next uh, is it Janu- January, January yeah. check it out. It's always a lot of fun. It's a, a, the locals call it Relaxicon because after going to a lot of big cons the previous year, the big massive cons, this one's a smaller, more intimate, like, it's like really an old style fan con. Yeah. You know, and you just come hang out and with your friends and wear costumes and go see, you know, some panels and just relax and have a good time. Yeah. No pr- you know, it's not a lot of pressure like the bigger cons where you have to be here and have to be there and, oh, I got to get this guy's autograph and that person's autograph and all that stuff. And so, you know, it's an inexpensive fun con. Highly recommended. Indeed. A lot of fun. Good job, MarsCon. Yay. Butch and the crew always put on a good show. But tonight's topic, Legend of the Seven Golden Vampires. 
One of my favorite Hammer films. Is it one of Hammer's best films? No. <laughs> is it one of the most fun Hammer films? Yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> For sure. I said when we were watching this about halfway through that I always remember this movie fondly, but I forget until we watch it again. And we've watched it quite a few times, or I have. Yeah, over the years, yeah. Yeah, that I forget until I start watching it again just how much I like it. I oh, really yeah. enjoy this film a lot. Yeah, I think the uh, first time we saw it, I got it on VHS. This was back in the late 90s. And it's since replaced that with, with DVD. Mm-hmm. And now there's Blu-ray, And right? now there's a Blu-ray I need to get because it'd be cool to ha- just have that on Blu-ray and you know that kind of quality. But this movie is unique in, in the fact that it was really towards Hammer's decline in the mid-70s here. And it was Hammer uh, partnering with uh, the Shaw Brothers, mm-hmm. the Chinese film company that brought you every kung fu movie you've ever seen. <laughs> from the 70s to merge horror and kung fu to try to cash in on the kung fu craze oh my god it's amazing and, yeah <laughs> and extend the life of, of you know hammer films a little bit it works and it doesn't work on different levels oh it just works it works it, for me it works <laughs> yeah, for you <laughs> it works. It's, it's a lot of goddamn fun i will it say is. that over and over again and you know it also too another thing it of course the way things get released in the united states and regionally and drive-ins and all kinds of things and different releases it was released under a lot of different titles, too. Okay. Uh, Legend of the Seven Golden Vampires is the most common title. Another one that you... There's actually trailers on YouTube for was uh, The Seven Brothers and One Sister Meet Dracula. <laughs> Another one is just The Seven Brothers Meet Dracula. Screw the sister. Yeah. I think there was another one like... Oh, God, I'm drawing a blank now. But anyway, there was a couple of different titles, but those are the three that I, that you see the most when you read anything on this <laughs> we just finished watching it just before this so i keep i keep going back to how much fun it is because it was a joy to watch well why don't we start with uh who's in it any names we know well, of course of course peter cushing is back as as van helsing amazing and you know i would watch pete read the phone book mm-hmm. he's just one of those guys classy actor good actor 110 percent in every role he he's you know yep. does mm-hmm. julie edge I uh, was in a few, you know, some other films and all, which I'm drawing a blank. And not, no, not major big Hammer films, mm-hmm. but some minor ones and things. David Chang, Chinese actor, tons of kung fu movies. The one I remember the most is probably uh, Duel of the Iron Fist. Okay. I remember seeing that on Black Bolt Theater on Saturday afternoons mm-hmm. when I was a kid. And he's been in, I mean, ugh, countless other ones. Yeah, I recognized him, though I couldn't have told you his name. Oh yeah, he's a lot of the you know the period, a lot of the period, uh, kung fu movies. Yeah, he's really movies. good. I like yeah. him. Mm-hmm. And you know, you watching this was a co-production of you know Hammer and like I said Shaw Brothers, Chinese company, and it was really difficult the production because of the language barrier, the two film crews and all having to work together, mm-hmm. uh, and just communicating is was difficult. Not there was no personality problems that I'm aware of, but it's funny to watch the very beginning where. Uh, Van Helsing is giving the lecture. Mm-hmm. And then some of the ch- other Chinese professors in his class stand up and talk. And you can tell that they learn their lines phonetically, mm. that they don't speak English. Right. The way they're, just the way they're pronouncing and speaking things very kind of deliberately and trying to get it out. Mm-hmm. But when David Chang comes on, I think he really speaks English. I was, you know, I was watching it 
and his broken English, but he was he. I think he speaks enough that he could do his lines anyway. I mean, if he didn't, he faked it very yeah, well. Yeah, if, if not, because he had a lot, a lot he of dialogue lot say, in the yeah. movie. So if he had to learn just all of it just phonetically, you know, hats off to him. But I think he could really speak English. Mm-hmm. But it's really cool when you see things like that because either actor doesn't understand the other one, right. so they just have to rely on the beats. When he finishes, you got to pick it up right then so it sounds like it's natural. Mm-hmm. But you don't have what to react to. Right. Now, unless, uh, you know, somebody is feeding you the line off camera. and Yeah. You know. Well, I mean, I'm sure they've read the script, so they know the conversation. But, yeah, it would be. Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah, that's what I mean, though. They know the conversation, but. It's still difficult. Yeah, it's, it's different. It's very yeah. different. It's like acting with a green screen. You know, or against a tennis ball on a stick that's supposed to be a, a monster. Yeah. That's your line of sight, but there's nothing there, you know. Yeah. It's kind of the same thing where you're having to take that, okay, this the sound coming out of his mouth is what I'm supposed to be hearing mm-hmm. that I'm supposed to be answering a question to or, or what have you. you know? Yeah. <laughs> I would say at the beginning when the Dracula, because um, it, it's not Christopher Lee in this one. The guy's name, it's got a three name name the guy i can't oh, remember he's it based now. on it yeah it's based on it the makeup he's wearing at the beginning. oh it's terrible horrid it looks like joan crawford and baby jane is it's too much makeup on this guy now when it switches to that green light it cuts it down a lot but when it's just the straight natural light or what mm-hmm. have you it looks awful it oh it's almost like a drag queen is so bad <laughs> but the, the atmosphere is good in the scene it's shot well it starts off this Chinese monk is walking through the Transylvanian countryside and is trying to find Dracula's castle. Mm-hmm. We don't know why yet. He finds Dracula's castle and he summons Dracula and then, you know, smoke and music and Dracula rises up from the coffin like Nosferatu. Right. Looks great. Yeah, it does. Looks really good. Until you see his makeup. Yeah, until you <laughs> see the makeup. But the castle and everything, the lighting, everything looks looks really good like a Hammer production, typically. Yeah, sure. And then we get the plot that uh, the seven golden vampires are, their power in his village in China is faltering and he needs Dracula to come and help them restore power. And for some reason, if they said it, I don't remember, but Dracula is trapped in the that tomb he's in. Or yeah, ca- well, not that like he's trapped, but yeah, a castle, but to, he, he needs to get out. Yeah, and, he can't and leave. And if I, you know... I'll use your body as a vessel. I'll take your image and I'll go back to your town so I can get out of this tomb. And so he pretty much absorbs the guy and takes over his identity. Looks like he becomes the guy, morphs into the guy, mm-hmm. and then goes off mm-hmm. and takes over the village again, blah, blah, blah. And 100 years later, I think that was 1800-something, and now we're 1900-something, yeah. and Pete's teaching a class on vampirism in Chinese history to these Chinese professors and they all scoff at him that oh you know ha 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 you know you silly Europeans and your stories we're more sophisticated we don't believe in that kind of thing and Pete's like yeah whatever and <laughs> <laughs> but he's very disappointed because he he knows of this legend of the seven golden yeah. vampires and he knows that it's true and he wants to research it and and seek it out and I guess help the town maybe but yeah. nobody believes so, him then we uh get us a, a scene of his son Leland Van Helsing, and he meets Julie Edge at this banquet that night, and they run afoul of, a yuk- uh, I was going to say Yakuza, that's Japanese, of a Tong boss. Mm-hmm. And then we get back to Pete's flat, and David Chang comes in, explains who he is and why they want, he wants to take Van Helsing back to this village 
to help them destroy the seven golden vampires. And they know Van Helsing can do it. Right. And he and his brothers and one sister will protect them with their life the whole way to on this journey. Mm-hmm. And they take... Uh... Shenanigans happen, and they end up taking off. Yep. And they go on this journey. And then we get the first big fight. Mm-hmm. There's a couple little fights. But we get the first big fight with the seven brothers and the one sister against the Tong guys. And they just wreck shop on these cats. That was amazing. <laughs> that I mean, was it's great. typical Hong Kong action. And, and honestly, it's not the best choreography of a Hong Kong film I've seen. From that era. No, but, but it's it was still, still good. so much fun. And it's fun. And the, the last part is where, and all of them have different weapons, mm-hmm. the brothers. The sister has these two long uh, daggers. The one guy has like a mace, spiked mace. The two twin brothers each have uh, Tai Chi saber, swords. One guy has the bow, one guy has the long spear, one guy has two twin axes. And David Chang has his fists. Yep, no and weapon. The, the last shot, he has the guy like, he'd hit him and then he like eagle claws his throat and pulls his hand away and he's got blood on it he just wipes on a guy's jacket before he lets him fall (laughs) it was awesome it was amazing Pete usually looks really dapper in most of these films I can't say I'm crazy about his wardrobe in this he's got that that British explorer in the far east uh, like that tall pith like helmet with a scarf hanging from it long it just looks kind of goofy but Pete pulls it off well, you I know, it is Pete. That is exactly right. So through their travels to this town, of course, they encounter the vampires. And, and the lead, well, it's Dracula at this point, who's masquerading as Ka, the monk. Dracala. Dracala. <laughs> can raise the dead. And there's some cool scenes of these these dead zombies, skull-faced zombies, rising from the grave in slow motion and the music and all. And uh, this would be a good place to insert those sounds right here. pretty cool creepy little scenes you know yeah and we have a couple battles in there and they end up destroying one or two of the golden vampires there along the way and they finally get to the village and they fortify the this is this kills me they dig this trench and set the oil or whatever it's on fire but they can just hop over it <laughs> if they can hop and over they it, do it multiple times how's it stopping the vampires from hopping over so it's really that was pointless it doesn't do anything yeah i think their thought was that maybe the undead zombies weren't so agile and maybe they couldn't hop over it i don't know i don't know that they ever did either so who knows although they did lots of hopping those undead yeah well no actually the vampires did the hopping the undead did trotted they trotted yeah well at one point they were skipping yeah well they were happy it was quite hilarious Apparently it's something in Chinese films where vampires hop. I read something. I, I don't, don't remember seeing any of these vampires hop. Yeah. I just remember seeing the undead zombie type things kind of they, they hopping were, they a little bit. They were trotting. Just bouncing along the way. They were. It was quite fun. The um, seven golden vampires, the makeup looks like rotted oatmeal or something, their mm-hmm. skin. But the gold masks look kind of cool. And their know. fangs. I don't even know how they kept <sighs> them in their mouth. Well, they didn't. 
They were just long, sticking out and hanging down. Well, I know. Down. That, I mean, like saber teeth. Yeah, that's right. Saber teeth. Saber teeth. Saber tooths. <laughs> of course, then we get the final confrontation with Pete and Dracula, and Pete says to Ka, oh, do you have to hide behind an image, or can't you face me yourself? So he transforms. He he turns into a cocoon <laughs> or a Dracacoon. Dracacoon. Yeah, he's just standing there as Ka, and all of a sudden this cocoon forms around him, and Dracula comes out of it. It's bizarre. And he and Pete do battle. And, of course, Pete makes short short work of Dracula in this because we're right at the end of the movie. And it's cool because he's knocking Von Helsing, Pete, around, and he's rolling all these cri- these crypts and, and getting tossed around and coming back and beating Dracula. And it's like, the man was 61 years old doing this. Mm-hmm. There's no stuntman there. That's Pete. Yeah. 100% Pete. He's amazing. Yeah. It's like I said, that movie that, oh, God, that shitty Van Helsing movie with... uh. Hugh Jackman. Mm-hmm. He had this this badass long leather coat and this big leather hat and all these steampunk weapons and had this this monk attendant to carry all his weapons and the vampire still kicked the crap out of him. <laughs> Pete <laughs> goes in there with nothing. Pete goes in there in a tweed suit and his fists <laughs> breaks off a piece of wood somewhere and ends up stabbing Dracula. <laughs> you know, and in the first horror of Dracula, Pete had had a suit and had a coat. Grabbed a couple of silver candlesticks and made a cross and forced Dracula into the sun. And just leaping over tombstones. In Brides of Dracula, Pete, in a just a tweed suit, that's how he had chased the vampire out of his own castle. <laughs> it's Pete Hugh Jackman couldn't expect. do it. Yeah, speaking of um, a cross and whatnot, I, yeah. I thought it was quite interesting and, and follows, you know, logic, I guess, that the vampires were not terribly frightened of the crucifix here they were oh the buddha image they were frightened yeah, it's, of the it's buddha the, image. whatever holy image yeah from the region they come from or whatever holy image that they believed in when they were alive yeah or i've also heard some tales where is whatever the holy image that the person using it believes in right i've heard that too as i saw one story where the guy held up a cross and the vampire was like <laughs> you don't believe in that yeah he has no power the guy was jewish Right. And he was like, oh, gee. Then he held up the Star of David from mm-hmm. his necklace and the vampire went away. Yeah. That even worked in the X-Men. Right. Do you remember that? I think it was an annual where they met Dracula and the vampire went after Kitty and he went to bite him, bite her mm-hmm. on the neck. She had a, a Star of David necklace and he yeah. moved away from it like right. that. That was kind of cool. Yeah. I just appreciated that they uh, they mentioned it. They didn't just go with the mm-hmm. cross again. You know what I mean? That's cool. Yeah. This is a really fun film. A couple of interesting things about it. Roy Ward Baker was the director, and he directed Scars of Dracula and Vampire Lovers, which is one of everybody's favorite Hammer films. Mm-hmm. Ingrid Pitt naked. <laughs> Madeline Smith naked. And Pete's back in that. Uh, there was a couple others he had directed, too, but those are the two primary ones there. Oh, incidentally, incidentally, uh, we're, we get into this movie, what, three or four minutes, and we got boobs. <laughs> You know the movie's going to be good when it starts off like that. Not as quick as Phantasm. Phantasm was probably less than a minute, but, you know. <laughs> now I already said the Dracula makeup, how bad yeah, that was at the beginning. Terrible. This was the first of the Hammer Draculas in the Dracula series where Christopher Lee did not play the vampire. Now, before you say anything, anybody that's listening, Brides of Dracula does not count because that wasn't a Dracula movie. Dracula was in the title, 
but the vampire in the movie was not Dr- Dracula. He mm-hmm. was Count Meinster. Uh-huh. Misleading. David Peel. I think it was Count Meinster was his name. But yeah, he was not a Dracula at all. Mm-hmm. So they just used Dracula the title to get people into the theater. And this one, Dracula's the title, but it's not Peter, it's not Christopher Lee. Word is that they did offer it to him, but he was done playing Dracula at this point. Hmm. And he didn't care for the script. And I think AD 72 or Scars. No, I mean, Satanic Rites was the last one he did. Anyway, but yeah, he didn't care for the script and he felt he was done at this point. So Yeah, well, I mean, down. really, he would have been wasted in that part. It was so small. I mean, because Ka was the well, Dracula you saw. The last couple saw. of Draculas he did, he was wasted in it. Well, you look true. at AD 72. He has nothing to do in that but stand around. Yeah. He walks around that church a couple, a little bit, and that's about it. And it yeah. it's, it's sad because he's an amazing actor yeah. and an imposing Dracula. Oh, no kidding. I need to go back and watch his Draculas to figure out which one. Besides horror of Dracula, obviously, is, is you know the top of his. But which one other than that is like my favorite of his? Mm-hmm. I know which movies. I mean, I like Taste the Blood of Dracula as a movie. But as far as his performance, again... As they went on, he kind of had less and less to do. It was bizarre. Yeah. But this one, if you like Hammer Horror movies and you like Shaw Brothers Kung Fu movies. Well, this is for you. This is totally for you. The scenes in the crypt, in the castles and all, really kind of look like a Hammer film. They do. And the location scenes outside look like Shaw Brothers Kung Fu movies. Right. It sounds awesome, and it is, and it also almost... Too, it sounds. How the hell do they marry these two together? Yeah, absurd. And they did, and it is it is a bizarre story, and the Chinese kung fu stuff with the vampires is over the top Mm -hmm. to a degree, like the like the Chinese kung fu movies are. But it really, I think it works. You you think it works? I love it. Yeah, I think it's great, and I would definitely watch it again at any time. Yeah, with anybody. So come on over. We'll get some pizza. We'll watch it. I know there's a couple of things about it that sometimes I I have wondered and I forget about it and then I wonder again when we watch it. But like at the beginning, you know, the one guy, I forget his name now, takes the giant bat amulet off of the first of the oh, seven Oh, the first vampires. of the, yeah. Mm-hmm. And he stabs him with a wing or something. At least that's what I think happens. It, it, it's it, fast. The angle, it's kind of hard to see. He's like pulls it off off his neck and kind of turns it. it looks like he turns the wing into his gut yeah so it looks like he kind of stabs him with his own yeah. amulet and then he takes the amulet and runs off yeah well when he stabs him the vampire then begins to like spew not blood but like smoke it's like, like smoke yeah, like is dust coming out and smoke yeah, out of yeah. his body and they chase him down and the guy knows he can't get away so he puts it on a buddha in, in a buddha shrine yeah that's you know by the side of the road, and mm-hmm. that's a holy place. Yeah. So when the vampire tries to get it, he bursts into bursts flames. into flames and dies. So now we're down to six before the movie's really even started. Yep. The six golden vampires. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> so I've I've always kind of wondered about it. I know that von Helsing later tells the brothers and the sister that <laughs> <laughs> right there's a sister yes. that Dracula or the other of the seven golden vampires will try to get that amulet back so they can. Yeah, regain their numbers again because I guess they can't have one of the seven golden vampires without a golden amulet. I guess, yeah. At least that's how it well, seems. And then when they kill the other two, they have those their amulets. 
but yeah, they, they don't, don't say them. anything about they it. Don't they say just anything about them at there. that point. Yeah. yeah, that that struck me while I was watching it this time too. It's like, wait a minute, what? Did they just leave those in that cave? Did they take them with them? No idea. The I mean, they made a get them. They made a big point about it at first, and then yeah. they just kind of dropped yeah, it. Yeah, because by the end, the vampires aren't trying to get that. They're just trying to get the girl. Yeah. And yeah. I don't really get that either, because all they ever did was take the, the girls back to the little shrine place with the bubbly blood in the middle and then, you know, feed on them. Yeah. What to feed? Well, I get that. But I mean, you know, why yeah. would they not want to get their amulets and just yeah. get a girl, right? Yeah. Well, so, I know they have the girl than the amulet. Well, you know, I mean, who wouldn't? But still. Even though it's a really cool amulet. Big it's ass It's giant. I mean, it like covers their entire, well, yeah. it hangs really low, so it's their yeah. stomach, but it covers the entire front of their Bigger chest. Bigger than an Elvis belt buckle. <laughs> it certainly is. I thought about it while we were watching. I thought, man, I should make that. And it was like, it would cost too much. Nobody would want to buy one. Mm, yeah. so to make it that size and then run it in resin. Yeah. There's such a niche market for it. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, in all honesty, it really just kind of looks like a giant bat. So. Yeah. So. Painting it gold and saying what it is. You know, yeah. some people would want it, but still. Regardless. I am going to make a uh, seven gold vampires pillbox, though. Like you the must. pillboxes I make. Maybe do a wood burn plaque too. <laughs> I thought for years I'd, I'd like to do seven figures, <laughs> action figures, make the make the vampires. <laughs> so I know that you know we didn't go into a whole lot of the plot and the details and stuff, but while yeah. this whole thing is going on, I did find it oddly enough not distracting because usually when I'm watching a a genre film and they throw romance into it, I get distracted or annoyed. Yeah. But this was kind of just a, a simple little... Well, they didn't go into the no. to a, a emo relationship about right, it. Right, right. The two pair that kind of find each other, mm -hmm. just kind of find each other and hint at a relationship yeah. might, might develop. Right. I mean, they... And they, then they kiss well, by the end. Right. They pretty much blatantly come right out and say it, but they don't... Yeah, but they don't go into... It's not like this is part of the story. Yeah. It's, like, it's just some... Look, this is happening along the way. Yeah, yeah. Like, oh, they're having dinner and they're... You know, falling for each other. That's it. Right. Which is how it should be. Exactly. In these action just movies Just make it like natural. This. Yeah. When, and, and not and so then much you natural, get... but just make, don't make it such a big deal of the story and waste time taken away from the action yeah. and the suspense. Right. Well, and then they, you know, not to give any of the big stuff away if you haven't seen it, because you really should watch this film, but not all of it's a complete happy ending. I mean, it, it oh, is no. overall, there's... You know, the ultimate ending is happy and that, you know, the good guys will yeah, win in the end. Yeah, characters perish. That but yeah, some of the characters um, don't make it out. For it to happen to. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So that was, it was, I don't remember when I first watched it how I felt about it. But I know watching it this time around, I had kind of forgotten. Yeah, oh, I forgot that so-and-so yeah. dies. Yeah, wow. so I was like, oh, wow, that's sad. Yeah. <laughs> but it, it happens really fast, too. Yeah. They don't dwell on it. Yeah. You know, it just happens. And it's in the heat of battle, so you can't. But anyway. Not that that really matters. It's just an interesting tidbit. Yeah, this one is relatively easy to find. I, I, it's, I think it's on YouTube, to be honest with you. Oh. But if you want a hard copy, like me, I have to have a hard copy because I do not trust somebody else determining what I can and cannot watch <laughs> whenever I want to watch it. The disc that we've got, it's a triple disc, and I think it's it's got Frankenstein Created Woman on it, Seven Golden Vampires, and I think Scars of Dracula is the other one. Hmm. Uh, Hammer, Hammer triple feature disc. But like I said, since then, it recently it's come out on Blu-ray also. Right. So that's readily available, mm -hmm. Amazon, what have you. And even though I have not seen that Blu-ray, I would highly recommend it because 
the Hammer Blu-rays that I have seen are gorgeous. Yeah. And are steps above the DVDs. Mm-hmm. Make it like a new movie. Uh, which is why I need to get it. You know, I'm not one. I don't want to rep- replace every DVD that we've got with Blu-ray. No, you don't. I'm not that kind of. I'm not that guy. But there's certain things, certain movies that where it makes such a difference, and I like the movies that much. Yeah. I want them in that quality. You yeah, know? sure. It's like when Tony and I did uh, Invasion of the Bee Girls. Yeah. And I've watched my DVD of it forever, mm-hmm. which is probably just a rip off the VHS because mm-hmm. it's a low rent DVD. Tony got the Blu-ray, and we watched that. And it looked like a, I mean, a different movie, yeah, not just it a was new so movie. Clean. Yeah, it was so crisp and clean. So I'm really kind of dying to see this on yeah. Blu-ray. Well, I mean, the the copy that we have is still very clear. It's not like it's dirty or anything. It's not like it's super dark. Oh, no, no, no. It's fine. And but, we probably and I didn't know Invasion of the Bee Girls. My copy was that bad. Yeah. Until right, I until you see it on copy. Blu-ray. So, so, yeah, I'm really curious to yeah. see this Yeah, there's well. definitely nothing in this DVD that I'm like, man, that's really dark. And but, a lot of it is night, so you'd think there could be that yeah. problem. But no, it was, it was really well done. Yeah, and I'm sure you can, I don't know how much the Blu-ray is, but I'm I'm sure it's under 30 bucks. Might even be under 20, I don't know. Uh, the DVD, like I said, is, I don't know if that's still in print, but you could probably find that. If not, you can watch it on YouTube, but definitely... Definitely do yourself a favor and watch this. Get you some pizza, something to drink, popcorn, sit back, have some friends over, and have a ball. Yeah, it's definitely worth it. And I, like I said at the beginning, and I, and I read somebody said said this when I was doing a little research. Is it Hammer's best film? No. Is it it's one of its most fun films? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Man, yeah, I would watch it again tomorrow night. <laughs> Especially if the Blu-ray came in. Yeah, well, we'll have to order it so it can. Yeah, definitely. Oh, oh, something I forgot. Also, when I was doing some research on this, and I found out that there is a version that is narrated by Pete, an audio version of the film. Basically a book on tape kind of thing. Mm -hmm. What Pete is narrating the movie, the story. It's on YouTube. The whispered word is vampire. And the horror is real and very close. Seven creatures, seven ghastly monsters with golden masks hiding the evil decay of their faces are reincarnated as the moon travels higher in the sky. From their temple beyond the Dragon Teeth Mountains in the Mitchung Shung, they sweep down on the village of Pinque on fiery black horses. So the whole thing is just Just Pete talking. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah, okay, I think I do want to listen to that now. Yeah. I sent you a, a link to it. A link to it, to it yeah. yeah. So You'll have to put the and, link on the, the Facebook page when you oh, put yeah. the pictures up and, and stuff. You, the trailer is out. There's also another clip that I saw, and it went, for some reason it wouldn't let me send it to you on YouTube, but it's the seven golden vampires in a minute or so. And it's the entire movie condensed down to like a minute and a half. Oh, wow. And it's awesome because it actually works. You could follow it easy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe you, I'll go watch even, that too. You even get boobs in it. In the less than a minute. <laughs> well, clip. you should. Well, you know, the person who made it understands his audience. Just saying. <laughs> Do you ever wonder how the vampires managed to make it for a century uh, on that one tiny village? <laughs> how is there anybody left in that village? Well, a lot of inbreeding. Uh. <laughs> well, that's true too. But I mean. Uh, oh. You know, by you, 1904, it looked like a village had grown by leaps and bounds. Yeah. There were way more people in it. 
Well, you know, you, you another thing too. You asked me, I think when we started, is um, this the same Van? Oh no, is the continuity? Oh yeah, I asked from if it a, was a another, sequel. From, yeah, is it a sequel? And it's it's definitely not. And a lot of the Hammer Dracula's, a few of them do are direct sequels, like within minutes or days of the previous one. Mm-hmm. And some of them are just out the window. No. Yeah. Yeah, you know, not just totally separate story entirely. Or you know, Pete, like in Satanic Rites, he's a descendant of mm-hmm. the original Van Helsing. And this he has to be also because But it doesn't he doesn't say it doesn't he is. Say. He, he says, says he's he is Van seen Helsing. the horror and faced the horror. Well, it's, there's he's another, the one that did it. There's another thing there. Hold on, I'll get that in a second. Okay. But according to the movie timeline, yes. when Ka goes to get Dracula, it's eighteen something and when right. They're going to meet Dracula with the brothers. It's nineteen oh four. It's a hundred years later. Well, see, so I, I what can't was Dracula remember. doing in that village for a hundred years? Was it really a hundred years? I remember nineteen oh four, but I don't remember the year previously. I think that's what it said. Okay. If I'm wrong, somebody post something to me. Correct me, please. Um, but it wouldn't make sense that von Helsing's the one that trapped Dracula in his crypt in the tomb, and then unless it was his grandfather, right? But. According say. to what Pete says, yeah. he says he's witnessed yeah. it, he's seen but it. But didn't they do that in Dracula 2000? Where, I don't remember. Where Captain Von Trapp played Dracula? I know who you're talking about, but I just yeah. I don't remember what you're talking about as far as uh, the Christopher Plummer, the scene. Where, where he injected himself with a serum, like a little bit of Dracula's blood or something. Oh, so he could live? So he was eternal. So oh. he could stay there and keep Dracula at bay forever. I'd forgotten that. Oh, so you think that that's what? Von well, I don't. Did I don't think. I'm just saying that's a possible possibility. I guess you could say it was. You know. Well, because it he clearly states that it was him. That yeah. He, he doesn't say he's a descendant, even though when the seven brothers, or yeah, when the seven brothers come and one to sister. and one sister come to seek him <laughs> out, um, they clearly say that the village is their ancestral home and it was their grandfather that took the first vampire out. Yeah. So, yeah, it is a little weird with the continuity timeline thing going on there. Yeah. Um, But whatever. (laughs) Because Dracula recognizes him at the end. Oh, yeah. Well, who doesn't recognize Pete? Well, of course. Right on. (laughs) I think that's about all I've got. I can keep gushing on how much I enjoy the film. Of course. And like it. But again, like I said a minute ago, and like I say every episode, you know, do yourself a favor, watch this movie yourself, make, draw your own conclusions. If nothing else, if we just get you curious about watching it, then our work is done. <laughs> That's right. Oh, one quick thing I forgot to ask you, and I don't know if you know this oh, yeah. answer. Uh-huh. Um, where was it filmed? Was it filmed in I Europe? Think or? It was fi- I think it was probably filmed on location in China. Okay. I would assume so. Okay. I think it would be a lot easier to get the British crew over to China than get a Chinese Chinese crew to Britain. Okay. And plus the, the all the outside location stuff. Yeah. Looked, well, there was more did, outside stuff. Not look like stuff. an English countryside. Yeah. There was definitely more outside stuff than there was. Yeah. Uh, Typically, set stuff. when they do a joint production like that, it that's what happens. They go over there. Okay. So I don't quote me on that. I could be. Um, I quite possibly am wrong. I don't know. I didn't delve that far into the research. Yeah. No, I was just curious. Okay, sorry. We can uh, That's all right. we can wrap it up then. Yeah, I think so. So we have one last thing to do. I don't know if you can do it, but we're going to try. We'll try. You're going to try. The Planet of the Apes game <laughs> to prove that the world does indeed revolve around Planet of the Apes. That's right. All right. So I don't know. What was uh, David 
David Chang. Yeah, David Chang. Can you get David Chang back to Planet of the Apes? That might be difficult. But you have to do it because if the world does indeed revolve around Planet of the Apes. It does. It does. David Chang. Oh, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Yes. Yes, I can. Hold on. Let me think a second. He was in, oh, jeez, what was that movie? Uh, Duel of the Iron Fist is on my brain right now. Okay, David Chang was in Duel of the Iron Fist with Lung T. Okay. Okay. Lung T was in... Oh, it's one of the Drunken Master films with Jackie Chan. I can't remember the exact title of it, but it trust me, it was one of the it was something of the Drunken Master with Jackie Chan. Okay. Jackie Chan was in Cannonball Run with mm-hmm. Roger Moore. Right. Roger Moore was in Man with the Golden Gun with Christopher Lee. Uh-huh. Who was in Circle of Iron with Roddy McDowell. Ha uh-huh. ha. Planet of the Apes. Thank you. Amazing. <laughs> The world does indeed revolve around Planet of the Apes. It's a fact. <laughs> Good job. Thank you. Thank you. All right. I think that's about it. I think that's about it. Yeah. I think you're right. As I repeat you. The village of Pinkway still exists. Though the legend of the seven golden vampires has long since been forgotten by all who live there now. The ruins of a temple still stand. Casting long shadows down the hillside on clear nights. Not even the oldest of the inhabitants can recall the story or the curse. Yet, strangely enough, no one, man or beast, will venture near the place on the seventh night of the seventh moon. No one quite knows why. Till next time, everybody. Thanks for listening. Good night. Good night.